Hello, hello. Welcome to the Confidence Through Cabaret podcast, all things confidence. And today we are talking with Frances Mary. And I I already feel like there's an affinity because you're in Bristol in the UK. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm the next city over and spend every day of my life in Bristol in the UK. So I, as soon as you said you're in Bristol, I suddenly felt like, oh, I sort of feel like I know you. So welcome. <laughs> welcome, Mary. Mary. Thank you. Uh, uh, Francis, I mean, Francis, Mar oh my gosh. I'm I'm really bad with names. I, did, I should have told you that before we go. Um, I, I constantly, because I'm Heather, but I'm also Helen on stage. Uh -huh. I never have any affinity to being called by my name and I make names up in my head. It's terrible. <laughs> Francis, Mary, welcome to Confidence Through Cabaret and the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And you can call me Mary if you like. Lots of people call me Mary. Francis or Mary is absolutely fine. Amazing. I love a good formal long name. So like, you know, I have a son called Benjamin and I, I he's called Benjamin, not Ben, not Ben. You know, it's like I, I, I'm really pedantic about shortening names. And yet I, somehow I change people's names, which is way worse. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have a lot nice, long, formal name, but everybody shortens my name. So what do they normally shorten your name to? Uh, lots of people call me Fran, which at first I was really resistant to. Like, well, I grew up in London and when I first moved to Bristol, um, lots of people just p picked up on, started calling me Fran. And at first I was like, no. <laughs> and then after a while I just got used to it. So yeah, I'm yeah. happy either way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, names are very personal though. They're, they are important to us. Like they, they, you know, and, and so, uh, I think my, my son is now called Ben by everybody cause he lives in Canada and that's what they do. Um, fortunately they don't then lengthen it again by making it going to Ben and then Benny and then, you know, Benji and all the other, they don't <laughs> lengthen it. So, so which I'm happy about, but, um, but I think it's kind of, I how we associate ourselves. So I, I meet a lot of people in the corporate world who are Dave in their personal life, but David at work, do you know, it's that kind of, mm -hmm. and I don't know why I've chosen men's names here, but do you know, it's that, it's that um, kind of context. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when you go to, to London, do they call you Fran or do they call you Francis there? Well, all my family call me Francis and always have. And some of my old friends call me Francis, but pretty much everybody else calls me Fran. And now people have started calling me Mary, which is nice because I'm sort of bringing in a new kind of moniker for my music, which is Mary. So I'm fine with Mary as well. <laughs> okay, so what we haven't said is Francis Mary is a singer. And we're gonna talk lots about that. And obviously, you know, we talk in Confidence Through Cabaret about personal life, work life and stage life. But for most people, stage life is something like being online or doing presentations at work or, you know, wherever you show up in your audience. Um, but but Frances Mary actually has an audience like you're actually a singer and you go on stage. Yeah, I do. Occasionally. I haven't been on stage like properly for quite a long time because um, I had some health problems. Um, but yeah, I've always been a singer. I've been a singer all my life and I just over the last few years I've written an album and I'm getting ready to release that so I will be going back on stage soon, <laughs> which is well, exciting. I, 
It is exciting. And I'm so glad you said that word because um, when I went back on stage about a month ago, it had been a long time because before uh, COVID then, the year before, my husband passed away and, and then I had a very serious car accident. So that wiped out 2019 as well. So it had been a long, long time. And I was like, I, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. I don't even know if I'm this person anymore. And that's what took me through trying that and I loved it was being excited and I think a lot yeah. of people when they think about stage they think fear mm. yeah yeah there, there is a lot of fear around being on stage too um and I can relate to that because it's kind of that that you know being afraid of being seen because once you're being seen you're exposing a part of yourself it makes you vulnerable and you know, and then it kind of puts you in line for criticism and, you know, people making comments about you, you know, you kind of become public property once you put yourself up there. Um, so it's scary. It's a scary place to be. It can be anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that most audience members are really willing you to do well and are supportive? Yeah. Yeah. Usually, like, once I get on stage i'm absolutely fine it's the for me it's the anticipation that that is the hard part but once i'm actually up there i'm in my element you know i enjoy it i really enjoy it but it's the what i find difficult is the self-promotion you know the kind of hey look at me i'm doing something exciting you know on social media and those kind of places like i find that part really difficult and that's the biggest challenge for me isn't it interesting? Because in theory, like, because a lot of people have this social media mask, right? Mm. Where every they always have to be flawless and smiling or doing something cool. Um, and I, I'm just so the opposite of that. <laughs> I just, I'm just so the opposite of that. Um, but I, but I understand why people do that. Mm -hmm. I just think that you go on a stage performing something you have written as yourself and mm -hmm. your 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 body and your voice are your kind of tools if you like your props if you like um the way i would use gloves or heels do you know <laughs> and then and then you and you have that confidence to do that which most people would would kind of freak out about and then social media where you can curate it then that's the part that is difficult. I find that interesting. Yeah, it's bizarre. I've recently got into doing um, Facebook Lives and doing them within a group setting just to kind of build my confidence. And I find that going live way easier than recording a video to, you know, to create that content to put out on YouTube or something. Like I find that part, I haven't quite got there yet with that. I just find that part really, really, challenging but for some reason if someone gives me a prompt and I just hop on I find that easy I used to do radio show and yeah I, and I just used to find that that was a comfortable thing for me to do partly because no one could see me <laughs> um but partly just because you know it's just it was just a nice thing because I knew it was going out live it just I don't know for some reason it's just easier I don't know why that is 
So I have theories um, because I, I've been a training consultant for a really long time. And so I've always worked with, you know, large audiences or or at least teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and recording to where it's just you and the little green dot is there's no energy coming back. Mm-hmm. And if you're an extrovert or you have strong extroverted energies, then not having that coming back we're like that's what we feed off of yeah so when you're on live or somewhere where there's other people listening or other people connecting or there's um you know other people even kind of around you in some way then you know commenting and that kind of thing then it's it's a lot easier because you know that you're getting energy back mm-hmm. um i when I started recording stuff I still don't prefer recording stuff but I had to have somebody in the room that I could be talking to right yeah and they were yeah. just not. And, and and one of my co-pioneers ryan uh he, he who is also a um a, a producer of music and, and and drag queen as well a lot of people in the community will know um and i used to he, i used to actually have to have them sitting behind um and nodding and so they weren't even paying attention they were flicking through facebook but they were nodding and smiling and moving and it just felt better I can see how that would be helpful. Yeah, <laughs> I need to do a um, <clears throat> I need to do a live stream, um, sing some of my songs to help promote my forthcoming singles. So I want to get people in the room so that I've got someone to feed off of. So I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, getting people in the room would really help you. And and actually, to be honest with you, because I I use Streamyard more than I use Zoom, mm-hmm. um, because you can have it. For anybody who hasn't been on StreamYard before, there's like a, a little green room where you're kind of grayed out, but you're still on video, so you can still be seen, but you're not on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I li- I like that for training because a lot of times people will just shut off their video. And I'm like, you can keep it on because nobody else can see you. It's only me that can see you. <laughs> so then that way, you know, we kind of have a connection. Um, and so even keeping people in the green room, like sometimes I'll have a panel of people in there. And while I'm talking live, mm-hmm. and that's really, that's, that's really reassuring. There's somebody here with me that I'm talking to. Yeah. I think that's going to really help me a lot when I do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you, so, oh, so many things, so many things that you've talked about here. Okay. Let's talk about your music. So you, you, you write and create, well, you fully create your own music, right? Yes. Um, well, I work with, um, I work with some, someone who does the production, um, but yeah, I write the lyrics and the melodies and perform the songs. So, <clears throat> so yeah, we work together. And I'd say we've been working together for about four or five years. Um, so we've got quite a lot of material backed up. Um, and yeah, I didn't really feel ready to launch it. Um, I was getting ready to launch it before the pandemic. Um, and then obviously the pandemic struck and it just wasn't the right time. Um, so, you know, I just kind of waited and we wrote loads more music in the meantime. And and, and in a way that's been quite good because now I've got like a, at least a year's worth of material. So I'm going to start releasing a track like one every six weeks. Wow. Starting on the 29th of October. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first track is called Monster. And... It's about kind of, you know, like when you've been in a bad relationship and you come out the other side and you're all twisted and mangled and you just don't recognize yourself anymore. And you're like, 
who am I? And you kind of like, and, you, and you're angry and jealous and revengeful and, and you're looking in the mirror and thinking, wow, this just isn't me anymore. This is this monster that's come out of this. So that's what the song's about, really. Um, and it's a kind of like a heavy, kind of hip hoppy beat. Um, it's quite a moody, it's got kind of quite a spooky vibe. It's very Bristol flavoured. Um, the vocals are quite jazzy. So, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's absolutely wonderful. And I love that you have that way of being able to express the feelings that are universal, really, you know, that yeah. everybody's been through that, that monster, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I feel like the music is like a really good way of exploring those difficult feelings and emotions. Like it's a kind of like a healthy way of getting them out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and and singing live is just going to be like therapy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. It is therapy. I would say that any kind of like self-expression, whether it's music or art or um, you know theatre, writing, it's all therapy because you get to really get to know yourself better by getting out these these things that are inside us. You know, you start to really understand yourself on a deeper level. So, uh, yeah, it's very healing. Even if, like, at the time when you're going through it, it feels kind of gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it's um, uh, I, and and cabaret and burlesque was was the way that I found that. Um, mm -hmm. And I I recently um, debuted a new kind of persona um, because my old persona was very much about my past mm. um and i mean i i purposely named it helen back because i wanted it to be about like my that journey to to coming back um and and all of the crap and it was very uh angry and in your face mm -hmm. and calling things out and it was therapy and then after the pandemic then i, I kind of went oh, i'm not really that person like i'm just not that mad anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's cool I don't need to be this, but you're, but you mentioned the character of Mary. Yeah. So, so there's kind of like three aspects to this character. And, you know, I was going to say, because, you know, there's parts of you that you may feel like that is a part of you at the time. And you can use that character to explore sides of your personality or your character. Um, but you might not feel like you are that character all the time. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I've always released music under the name Francis Mary, and I've developed this new project um, called Mary in the Mirror. Um, so this Mary in the Mirror, that's my shadow side, you know, that's the difficult side of myself. That's the, that's the dark, you know, side of myself that I want to look at, that I want to explore, because I don't want that side of me to just, you know, be in the shadows and then kind of like, come out when I when I least expect it or least want it. Do you know what I mean? I want to be aware of that side of myself. And um, so Mary in the Mirror is this kind of, you know, she'd been through some really difficult stuff, you know, and, and through exploring that, she's kind of like growing into this almost um, kind of like the hero of her own life story. I'm really uh, kind of into, into this idea of like these superheroes that have been through the darkness and been through 
um, a lot of trauma and they've come out the other side stronger and more powerful and ready to use everything that they've learned to help other people. So I'm really intrigued by that idea. Um, and then there's this other side of, of it, which is, because I, I have a bit of a history doing, um, I used to be in a three-part vocal harmony group and we were we were called the, the fabulous corsets. <laughs> so we used to wear corsets and, you know, the whole false eyelashes, the whole glamour thing. And we were a spin-off from a can-can troupe called the Red Hot Freely Kickers. And so there's that side of me as well, which is this kind of like, I love the feathers and the sequins and the makeup. I love all of that. So like, I, there's part of me that secretly wants to be a fabulous showgirl. Um, and so then I have this other uh, moniker, which is Mary Minor. So I'm gonna be bringing out a load of music as well under that moniker. <laughs> so, and I'm gonna put a band together and call, it's gonna be called the Minor Tones. It'll be Mary and the Minor Tones. So I'm gonna have vocal harmonies and I, I, I fantasize about having a big band, you know, like jazz and and swing and stuff and a bit of doo-wop. <laughs> so, so, you know, Francis Mary is the creator who's kind of sitting at home doing the writing, you know, studying and trying to figure out how to do all of this. And and then, yeah, and then I've got the Mary in the Mirror kind of shadow self superhero kind of character. And then I've got this like fun sort of cabaret showgirl. <laughs> so. I am so happy that you shared that. Thank you. <laughs> so right. when when uh, Ryan and I started uh, producing things online for confidence through cabaret, the very first thing we did was launch a challenge. Like right away, uh, all the rules broken. We didn't bother to find out like how do you do that or do you know mm -hmm. what are the rules. We just did it, and it's still to this day my favorite challenge. It's still if you're in the confidence through cabaret community then um, it's, it will be in the, in the guides section still. Um, and there is a full, really long PDF to guide through as well, um, which you can get on the confidencerecabaret.com uh, website. It's, it would be on there. Mm -hmm. But um, I, <laughs> it was called the All Caps Challenge, and caps stood for character, avatar, or persona. Mm -hmm. So depending on how you wanted to create these voices or, or images or parts of yourself to express, mm -hmm. then you could create that. And I, I do a lot of work with imposter syndrome, which is one of those voices, right? Your imposter voice, if you give it a name, is the one that disables you and tells you you shouldn't be doing it and, you know, you mess that up and don't ask for help. They're going to think of these things and so on. And <laughs> And so I have that, um, my voice is called Donald because Donald is just like, because uh, I speak quickly usually anyway. And then Donald's just like, and it's just, it's nonstop. Um, and I've, I've, I've made Donald all of the things that I don't like. Um, and then as in, as in, I don't like that, that I would say to myself. Um, and so I love that you've shared all these different sides to you that are all authentically you. Mm-hmm. Because that's the question that we got asked the most is, but isn't this fake if you make up a strong, fierce you? And it isn't. Yeah, it's a way of expressing more than you feel safe to express otherwise. And if it's coming from you, then it is part of you. So, and I, and I feel like 
you know, like makeup, clothing, all of those things that they can kind of become like, it, at first it feels like a mask that you're hiding behind, but actually it actually enables you to bring forth more of you because you feel safer to, to, to bring that forth. Yeah, yeah. I think some people um, create, and I certainly did, to create a, a mask that is kind of like, I'm okay. So mm. this is how the world sees me. This is how they expect to see me. And I show, mm -hmm. uh, and I only show up that way. And there, become, there became certainly for me this fear of people won't like me if they really knew who, what's going on and who I mm -hmm. really am. <laughs> and so, and so I created this whole thing that was, you know, all very, you know, flawless. Um, and it doesn't help when you live by your labels of, you know, whatever your labels are, business person or mother or, you know, whatever, whatever wife or partner or, you know, whatever your, your thing is. And so, uh, I had to get to that point of being able to show more of me by using mm -hmm. those props as opposed to hiding behind them. And that took decades. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We did, um, we did on confidencerecabaret.com. We do different workshops and things. And, and uh, we did three makeup workshops in August. And I thought, I don't want to be sending the impression that I'm sort of saying like you have to wear makeup, but some people do want to be able to, and they don't know how, and they don't know how to ask that question, but we went into like full drag makeup. Oh, wow. Was, that sounds cool. Oh, oh, so much fun. <laughs> it took over two hours of just playing with makeup. Um, and it was so cool just putting like different colors all over in different places and not having makeup rules. And that's when you start to know that like, this is expressions of me and this is, Oh, if I draw eyeliner on my cheek, that brings out a different feeling for me, a different energy. Yeah. Because it's play, mm -hmm. isn't it? And that's how we discover the world is through play. I mean, as children, that's what we do. Do you know what I mean? And then as we, as we grow into these adults, we forget, you know, and I think if you're an artist, it kind of almost gives you a license to play a little bit. And I think that's part of its appeal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, so people, um, would hear your music or they hear your radio show or they'd hear you out there with your with your public persona as Francis Mary how how true is that to to the the idea that you must be confident because look at you you're out there putting yourself out is it is it is it a a little bit of a misnomer that because I always feel like people say, oh, you're so confident it's like no sometimes extroverts are out there because they're not confident and that's the way of creating that yeah it's a bizarre paradigm of, of being an artist that you can kind of feel really small and really insignificant and really unworthy and then you somehow manage to pull it all together and get get out there on stage and then when you get out there on stage you suddenly you transform <laughs> into this diva and you're like yeah and you're connecting with everybody in the crowd and you it brings you to life and it's, it's a really weird thing that I've never quite been able to get my head around, but lots of lots of performers are, are the same. Um, I think lots of performers, you know, we struggle with this kind of, ah, <laughs> am I good enough, you know? And, and, and yet somehow we transform. It's like, I, I feel like there's some, 
it's like a superpower that kind of comes through you or something you know you become this vessel for this for this superpower that kind of comes in and then injects you with this like suddenly you're radiant and and able to do it so that adrenaline and that excitement and that desire and all of those things that you're there to express it overrides all of those voices of the imposter of saying you know, good enough or what are you doing or you know it just that 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 voice doesn't it, it just doesn't appear all those negative thoughts don't appear unless unless there's a pause and you're looking at the audience and something's not going well but you know i watched a a very um a very experienced cabaret performer last weekend um have all kinds of costume malfunctions oh i mean i i i mean you just get through it because you do yeah but it was one after another after another and it became the point when you could see where her her, her imposter voice could have kicked in and gone uh-oh yeah she, she laughed oh kind of became like this is okay because nothing is stopping me and it made all of us just even more supportive and and excited because it didn't take away from it it we could see it wasn't wasn't working you know things didn't light up and things didn't undo and mm -hmm. and so on and we could see that happening but it but we still got the storyline and we still you know enjoy the performance itself but there was a moment of decision when she said i'm not going to to give into this. I'm, I'm not going to, this isn't going to break me. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, I could imagine, you know, you have to kind of almost just accept and embrace what's happening in the moment. And, and then, and they, and audiences love like the vulnerability of that, don't they? Yeah. For some reason, audiences really um, receive vulnerability really well. So yeah, if you can laugh at yourself and just be like, ah, malfunction <laughs> I don't know but I also think like you know and there's that there's something in that moment when you step on stage where you become a completely immersed in just being in the moment and I think that's an important part of it because I think a lot of the anxiety and the worry and the feeling like an imposter comes from not being present because you're worrying about things that have happened in the past or you're projecting into the future and worrying about what might happen in the future and it takes us out of the moment but when you know that you're like in that moment you have to step up and you're going to perform it just brings you right into the moment and that's when the fears just kind of drop away that's so true that's so true how how do you recreate that when you're not on stage meditation yeah um yeah just practicing just practicing being present and then and then you know like following your thoughts and just catching them out like i started policing my thoughts um and just catching myself if i was saying something negative or or overthinking something i'd try and catch myself in the moment and go no <laughs> now reverse that and say something positive 10 times <laughs> You know, and that sort of brain training does work after a while. It does. Yeah, it controls those voices. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. 
Yeah, wouldn't it be wonderful if we were taught that as children? Anyway, I know. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you've already said that you that you uh, are a are a secret showgirl. I have no, absolutely no doubt that you could combine singing and and cabaret movement and burlesque and you know I, I I can fully see it I have this beautiful picture of of that all happening <laughs> um and and you know I mean you're you're a, a cabaret performer anyway as in you're performing in small audiences and you know in, in clubs and bars and and you know those kind of spaces yeah as opposed to you know massive kind of um, you know, venues like Royal Albert Hall or those kind of things. I mean, it's obviously not cabaret, but, um, and I guess, I guess that, you know, how you've described your, your music and, and your, your stage presence, it really lends itself to having all of those beautiful props and feathers and sequins and all the things <laughs> that we love. So uh, if you could have one prop on stage with you, uh, and not a microphone, but if you were performing in in a in a cabaret kind of with those those feathers and sequins and things, what would your one prop be of choice? Oh, I think probably some kind of like long feather boa or scarf, but something that you know you can kind of play with and whip around and you know put in front of your eyes and. Whoosh. <laughs> yeah. something like that and do you have a color in mind for that red oh, oh hot pink <laughs> so something really vibrant yeah 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 some of the boas i mean that not all of them are feather um you know a, a lot of them are are kind of an, an organic material really heavily packed and they're very thick like they're they're you know almost a shawl do you know it's that they're, mm -hmm. they're huge and they're actually fairly heavy and long um but I, I love that idea of you know that you can kind of reveal and yeah and then and then mask that's that's really great that's really great so and then um if you had to pick a new stage name what name would you pick hmm Oh. What you with your red or vibrant pink boa? Well, I don't know. I mean, I picked the name Mary Minor because I like the double M because I was always uh, um, obsessed with Marilyn Monroe and um, when I was growing up. And I just used to love, you know, her little stage performances and the way she used to shimmy and her voice. And so I was obsessed with her. So I would probably, you know, do some kind of twist on, on the Marilyn thing. Um, uh marilyn mansfield <laughs> oh wow oh wow so now you're going with two superpowers now, okay now okay i see how you went there i love that i love I mean, but, but they were iconically um i mean we obviously they they you know marilyn monroe had a very tragic personal life and then her stage life was you know an entirely different image mm -hmm. um, and it's that it's that part of it that we all bought into that we all you know kind of look at and and see it as as iconic mm. um, and there are probably no uh, artists who don't have that other side of you know 
how, how it manifests itself is entirely different for each of us. But, um, you know, that, that kind of that other side that isn't so confident and isn't so, um, I don't know, effervescent. And, mm-hmm. yeah. But I love that. I love that um, old style, especially how you've described that you love, you know, the boa or the feathers or sequins or those kind of things. It's very, it very much lends itself to that. So what would you say is your your favorite lesson that you've learned so far in your life? Oh, what's my favorite lesson? Doesn't have to be the deepest one or the best. <laughs> um, learning to love myself, I guess. That's been the most important thing for me because you know, loving myself means that I'm willing to give myself a chance to live my authentic life. That I'm not going to accept second best for myself, but I'm going to make sure that I give myself the best. And that's really important to me. Um, so yeah. And it's, it's a process. Learning to love yourself is a process. And I would say that I'm very loving towards myself, but I still... Sometimes I catch myself criticizing myself and I'm like, ah, that's not, I still don't fully love myself yet. (laughs) So, you know, it's a lifelong commitment, really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, it's a journey. If you were done, then, then what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's, that's part of that learning, I guess. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to somebody who, let's say that they, know they have a singing voice or believe they have a singing voice or have a, a way that they want to express themselves what, what 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 advice would you give to them about following that and expressing that um well i think that the, one of the biggest problems with um people finding their confidence with singing is feeling like they have to open their mouth and immediately be great and I think that, you know, we, we live in this kind of X factor generation where people feel like if they get up on stage and they don't do it well, then they're going to be ridiculed. And I think this is a huge problem. And I have a lot of singers come to me and say, oh, you know, I really want to sing. And, um, you know, I just don't know where to start. And I'm like, well, the trouble is, is we just, it's, we feel like now that singing is this special talent and this special gift that is only given to the chosen few with the X Factor, and that's not true. I think singing is our birthright. Um, I think it's something that we are all capable of doing. Even if you're tone deaf, you're still, it's like your voice and making sound is a form of self-expression. And those vibrations that we make when we're singing are very healing. Um, it kind of recenters us, resettles the body. It's just, it's just a healing process, and it's such an amazing form of expression. And I just feel like um, that if you want to sing, that's the first thing you have to conquer. Is you have to conquer that fear of making a sound and being criticised. So I always tell people to just start by humming. You know, go in the bathroom where you got nice acoustics. Just hum while you're in the shower try and just get used to just, even if you're just doing it in front of one person, start small, do it in front of one person. 
and then kind of take it from there because it's like a muscle it's like working a muscle your confidence muscle so the more you work it the stronger it gets and um and then it's like learning to be playful with it and just learning that it's okay to just to just mess about and just have fun and don't be afraid of sounding silly because that's how we get past those things is 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 like okay it's okay to make up a silly rhyme about doing the dishes or something you know it doesn't matter if it doesn't rhyme it doesn't matter if it's not in tune but the more you do it and the more you get comfortable with just playing with sound that the more you'll the more you'll feel that it's natural and it'll become as natural as breathing so that's kind of my ethos of singing i want i want it feel as natural as breathing and I've it does now for me it's sort of <clears throat> you know I'll be in a cafe and then I'll suddenly realize that I'm just singing <laughs> and I didn't even realize I was doing it I'm just doing it and that's good because that means that I feel totally comfortable now with using my voice I love that I absolutely love that um <laughs> I share I shared um on a on a podcast, we were talking about fears. And I said, my worst nightmare is being at a party where everybody's doing karaoke or something. And I, um, quite often after aerial shows, we'll go back to somebody's place and, and stay up all night and do karaoke. And I hate it. I just, <laughs> just hate it. I'm happy to sing in the car. I'm happy to sing um, silly songs and things, but karaoke is just like this. Cause there's always somebody there that's like, I don't know the karaoke police, um, and I had I had quite I had quite difficult times. I, I used to travel into into the Far East quite often around Asia, and they would always do an evening of karaoke as the way of entertaining um, their guests, and they were brutal, and they were <laughs> You should not sing that song, you know. And no. I was like. Oh dear! Okay. Oh. I was just being nice. I didn't want to. <laughs> and so it is my version of hell to have to do something like that, um, which which is which is kind of extended into um, I'll sing as long as nobody else hears it, unless I'm doing a funny voice. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think I think if I was choosing one kind of cabaret outlet would be to learn to use my voice properly mm. because I, I agree with you fully everyone can sing it is your birthright and you, you you need to be able to lift your voice and it is therapy yeah I mean I, I because I'm a vocalist you know I'm just always making kind of noise just random noises you know in the morning <laughs> and I just you know, sometimes my partner sort of goes, oh, you're making a lot. And I'm like, well, you chose to go out with a vocalist. What do you expect? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it is really healing, like, to to take that really deep breath and make an, a, a strong noise that comes from way down in your body. It makes yeah. your bones vibrate. It's, yeah. it's so healthy. It's very, very healthy. And I would encourage you to just start by humming. Just hum a little song every day, you know, just a little something. Just it warms up your vocal cords. It just gets you used to it. And it's you'll, you'll be feeling those vibrations and those vibrations make you feel good. And 
just do it for your own well-being you know yeah i mean if you want to develop into to doing more then you can just choose a, a coach that you enjoy working with and de develop some vocal exercises that are right for you maybe start with some simple songs and just take it one step at a time you can do it yeah yeah i i would like to be able to i still don't think i'll ever love karaoke but i would like to be able to like and i think that's the difference it's like i, I want to be able to go no, i don't want to <laughs> rather than oh i don't want to because i'm petrified and there's no way <laughs> um and yet, and yet weirdly then i'll strip on stage i don't understand what what's that <laughs> see i don't know if you're gonna strip on stage but i admire, I admire that that you're able to do that <laughs> how bad is it that i feel better about my body than my voice <laughs> And I don't yeah. feel good about my body. I mean, I do feel good about my body, but it's not like, you know, it's not it's not because it's exactly how I want it. I just mm -hmm. am like, oh, oh, well, it is what it is. I'm still doing it. Um, and yet my voice is the thing that would make me go, no, no. Yeah. And um, I, I, I love what you said about humming. So my daughter can't play the kazoo. Oh, cool. <laughs> And I only found this out because <laughs> a kazoo, for, for those of you who don't know, is a thing you put in your mouth and then you hum, more or less, right? Yeah. You put it in your mouth and you hum. Basically. <laughs> it's funny noise because it has some sort of a reed in it that, that vibrates and makes a funny noise come out, right? It's a, it's a silly kind of a, a children's thing. I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, valid as using it for, for making music, but but it is things that children tend to get at a birthday party, you know, and the, they're like 10 for a pound in a bag. But um, but I found this out because a really close friend of mine had a kazoo and was given it at her wedding and was asked to play a piece. And that was how she found that she couldn't play a kazoo because she was put up on the stage with her new husband and they were given beautiful kazoos, quite expensive ones, and they couldn't play or she couldn't play. And she went, <laughs> I was humiliated on my wedding day by accident. Like it's horrendous. <laughs> so I was telling my daughter this and she said, I can't play the kazoo. <laughs> and I was going, but it's humming. And she genuinely believes she can't hum. Oh, wow. I don't understand. I can't, I can't even relate to that in my body. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I so I know two people that can't hum. I can't relate to that. There must be a way of. Yeah. I think it's yeah. just a belief. It's a belief. Exactly. Exactly. Because obviously both both of those can, both of those people that I've named uh, can uh, can take a deep breath and release mm -hmm. it with noise, right? And can just kind of like. <sighs> yeah. You know, so and both of them do, you know, stretch and, and yoga sort of things. So there's there's that breath there, right? Yeah. I mean belief is a powerful thing, isn't it? If you believe that you can't do something, then you'll you'll you won't do it. And you'll have that belief and that belief will persist. But but actually I think with singing we just have to kind of understand that, you know, in some cultures in the world, they communicate through song. And they always have. And that's, you know, there's a, when I was in Thailand, I discovered that there was, you know, a whole tribe that that's how they communicated. Like they had far less words in their language than we do. But for each word, there would be like a few different ways of intoning it. 
to give it different meaning. And it was so beautiful. Like they had all these instruments in their culture as well, but they used to have these songs. And so, you know, if when they when the young people were courting, they'd write songs for each other and sing them to each other. And so they had this whole love language. Um, and it's because they've been born into that culture. So it makes you think, doesn't it? It makes you think, well, actually, it's just that we haven't been born into that culture of, of having music and song as part of our everyday, as a part of our everyday, you know, habits. Yeah. And that's it really, what it is. It, it, it is so strongly believed. So, so strongly believed. Um, oh. I could talk all day. We, that's a whole other podcast again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Francis Mary, I have loved this conversation. I so, so connect with the messages that you've shared here. Um, I would encourage people to find your voice and share it and do something that terrifies you, ideally every day. It's mm. way deeper than plastic surgery. Not that I'm advocating <laughs> that, but I'm just saying that. <laughs> Do something that terrifies you every day. I, I genuinely, that is that is a, a practice of mine. If I can find something that I think, ooh, that's so comfortable that I make myself do it, as long as it's safe. And sometimes it's not so safe. Um, but I, I, I like to push the boundaries and I think, that makes us feel alive. Absolutely. And the fact that you're gonna get on stage and and perform what you've created is so exciting. And I I so wanna invite you to to be on on Confidence Recovery. Just come on live and you don't have to sing even, just just share and self-promote because that's the thing that you said that you're not so comfortable with. So I'm gonna go away and hum and you're gonna self-promote. Okay, is it you? If you are listening on podcast, check out the YouTube channel, uh, Confidence Through Cabaret. Uh, if you are on the YouTube channel, please like and subscribe. Uh, check out the other uh, videos on the playlist. There will be a confidence, a confidence with coffee. That's hard to say. Uh, I will uh, share a segment of this and and uh, and talk about it uh, as a way of connecting even further to Francis Mary and uh, the message that that they've shared with us today. Um, join us in the Confidence Through Cabaret community on Facebook. Uh, we are all the socials Confidence Through Cabaret except for Twitter, which is at ybywys and. Clubhouse, I am at Heather YBYWYS. And that stands for it is your body. You get to decide. You have full autonomy. It is your world. You get to do whatever lights you up. And it is your stage. Please take up space and own it. Don't shrink. Thank you, Francis Mary, for being here with us. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been wonderful talking to you today. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye.